Hey, hey, this is Michael J. Dean, the little Quran coming at you this morning and uh, trying to, uh, you know, uh, give you some enlightenment and spiritual on what's going on with the current, current events of the day. And I hope uh, everyone is well to some degree. I just want to say that, um, you know, to get straight to the point that, you know, with uh, the black community being in the situation that it's in, and, um, you know, I tried to tell you, you know, in your process of doing what you were doing with Dr. Dre, that you should have put some investments into the good, and that way you have some investments, you know, as far as, you know, the president and everything like that. You can't invest into anything bad and expect for you to have a good platform. You, you, you must have balance. You gotta have balance on anything that you do and uh, you have to uh, have it to where as, you know, your balance keeps you in a situation to where as you can um, have something else besides a negative side. If you just have a negative side, then you just have a, you, you have a, a negative platform only so if you need a shroud or you need a shield to, uh, you know, hide behind to keep you some, you know, good, look, making you look good, you won't have it. You just got, you just have the bad platform and that's all you have. It's just like I said to the blacks that, you know, um, why would you go through the whole thing and you just put your investments into everything white? And when it comes down to it, you don't have a you don't have a black platform for yourself. So if you fall on your face from throwing all of your eggs in one one white basket, then you have something black to fall on to uh, keep you from you know totally falling on your face and not having something to back you up on that end. It's just. Um, one of those things that whereas it doesn't really make no sense to me, but that's the way you did everything, and um, you didn't put no investments of my own money into me. And you know the government, you know you're stealing, and you didn't put no investments of of, of, of any good into that situation. See, if you would have had me with a good platform, separate from the platform that you have you would have been able to step out of that and step into the good platform that I would have had, I would have had, uh, you know, putting together for you and for us and keeping uh, um, your situation look, looking good. Um, I, you know, I, I kept a, a good platform for myself and even I had to keep some balance because, you know, just recently I had to get me some bad and in my bad is my civil rights, you know, saying, you know, what you've done to oppress me and what you've done wrong. So that's how I use my bad to show that you weren't doing me in a civil way so I can have some uh, bad for myself to be able to show that you weren't treating me right. So that's where you made the mistake of not having any bad, I mean any good for yourself, because you didn't put none of my good investments into your flawed plan. Because your plan was flawed, because the, you know, the simple fact is, when you just concentrate on hate all the time, 
and have nothing but that, it's not gonna have you looking too good. Because you don't have any good to fall back onto to say that you're not a hating person. All you have is hate, and that's all you're showing me. And that's all you're showing everybody else that's in your alliance with you is the fact that they have to hate to be in that alliance. And that, should, that shouldn't be because where's your good at? Where's your good platform? So there were mistakes made on your part whereas you didn't do things correctly and you thought that you can just ruin me so much that you can beat me. But you still lost because you know why? When you ruined me, you were ruining you because you said that you were in there being me. So while you were beating me up, you were beating yourself up. Because how could you have a good platform in there and you're constantly trying to ruin me and you're in there saying you're me? You know? So uh, you made a lot of mistakes. You, laid a, you made a lot of mistakes. The only thing that you have now is for you to do something tremendously good for me, for me to be able to do something tremendously good for you. I mean, you have to go big. You have to go 365 years, days of the year big. You can't just say, well, you know, we went over and talked to him and um, we got some good. Um, you know, I, I let him come over and I take a you know shower or I let him, I came up, I fixed him dinner and I got some good. Yeah, for that moment, you got some good. As soon as that opportunity and that moment uh, went past, the good was gone. See, good is like this. You have to be naturally good to people. You can't be fake good to people and expect for you to have a big platform. A big platform of good means that 365 days out of the year, you have to treat a person good. Then that's some good right there that you got. Because every day of the, of the year, you're treating that person good so they can treat you back good. So you get what you put in. You put in a lot of hate, so you're getting a lot of hate back. A lot of a lot of enemies, a lot of people that don't, you know, care for your methods and your ways and how you've done them. You made more enemies in that situation than you made friends. And that's the reason why you're going to your demise on it and you don't have any other way out but to do something good and horrendous so you can say that you truly have something good in it 365 days out of the year you know wishy-washy people this day they treat you good the next day they're not you can't do that you have to treat people good if there's some if they're friends of yours or there's somebody that you consider acquaintances that you consider cool why would you just temporarily give do some good for them when you can permanently do some good and they'll permanently do some good for you back? That's all I'm saying. And the blacks were in there hating their own black. How could you expect for you to have anything good from that? You're in here snitching with the cops and you're doing all types of things like that. You're walking around wearing your black and yellow 
you know, in your ball caps that, uh, you know, signified that you're the police. And, you know, you know, everybody knows when you make your moves like that, what you're doing. Because Art Rooney, he brokered those things out to the cops to be able to use to say that those are the cops. And when you put it on and you start wearing it, you're saying that you're snitching with the cops, too. You see what I'm saying? So everybody knows that you're a snitch and you're snitching with the cops and you're working with the cops. So how could you come out here and be any in any good any families that are, you know, considered, you know, uh, families that don't go for that type of thing and, you know, might have a uh, a bad element on it that they don't really put on the forefront. But they're feeling kind of squeamish about the fact that you're always helping the cops. See, the cops use you because of the simple fact you're in their alliance with the extortion. So when they can't get me to do things, they come and get you to try to get me to do things. If I didn't follow them, what's make, what, you make, what makes you think I'm going to follow you? I follow God. I follow the path of the righteous. The, you know, God is the path that I want to stay on no matter what, you know. Uh, if I don't, if I didn't follow the women that I considered myself dealing with at the time that I was dealing with them, I mean, I'm not going to follow any stray cats either. You know, I, I don't even know those stray cats all like that to be following them in that sense. I mean, I would, you know, I could get to know them, but they don't want to get to know me. You see what I'm saying? So that's the reason why I'm saying to you that um, you made some huge mistakes. That's all I'm saying. You can't come in here and try to say that you have any good because you didn't put no investments into the good platform, Joe Biden. You should have been smarter than that. You're the president, for God's sake. The president's supposed to think smarter and look at the uh, the big picture and have balance on whatever they do. So, you know, if you have more good, then you have minimal bad, but you keep you something that, you know, not saying directly that you're bad, but you have a bad issue that you can talk about and a platform that you can try to say that on that bad platform, I'm going I got balance and I'm going to do something good to try to correct that. Not saying that is directly towards me being bad, but you have balance on the situation about a subject that is bad. And it might not concern you all the time, but you have to have balance, man. You have to have some good. How could you have a bad platform and get reelected? You won't get reelected. Because every time, every time that you try to say something good that you're trying to do, they say, well, I didn't see you doing any good in there. You wasn't doing anything good. The only thing I seen you had doing is your bad platform with Dr. Dre. It's common sense, man. I thought you were smarter than that. That's all I'm trying to tell you, man. I mean, I'll be trying to talk to you like a real person. I don't know who your advisors are and who you listening to or who you're not listening to, but you need to listen to somebody that's trying to have your best interest in things. 
And all I've tried to do was have your best interest. And all you've ever done is let Obama throw me out of the country and throw me out of my property that I own and uh, my royalties that's mine because you are used to taking my money and using it with the bad. You know, you have my copyrights and everything with my royalties in your hands and you're playing with it. And the United States Copyright Office allowed Dr. Dre to take my straight out of P-Town slogan. And I created that in uh, 1996 and, you know, registered that with your copyright office as being mine. And you let him take it in the mid to late 2000s and make the movie straight out of Compton. If he took the slogan, he took the music. So you have to pay, man. Come on, man. Quit being an asshole. Chastise the man. I don't see why he's still living because the simple fact is, in the Greek eyes, he should be dead. Because the simple fact is, why would you let him attempt to try to kill one of your high-ranking Luminati's, Arthur Asti, and... um, He's still hanging around. What deal did you make with him? An extortion deal? I'm sure that the Asti family didn't have anything to do with that. You know, because it's not about the money. Those, those Asti's family is rich. They're wealthy. You know, so it, it's it's not about the fact that it should be about that. And, it, you know, there must have been some other Greeks taking the, you know, brokerage of saying that uh, they'll take care of it and whatever extortion that Dr. Dre gave them or um, Jay-Z gave them or did he gave them, they accepted that and said that they would take care of the situation with all the mishaps that they did back in the day and, you know, attempting to murder the man uh, by trying to hit him with a school bus. Well, they did hitting with a school bus. So I don't see why these guys are hanging around. And Art Rooney, you know, was the one who orchestrated the fact that he broke my relationship up with Art Asty because we were a heck of a team. And this program that he he's running in Pittsburgh, it was our program. It was me and Art Asty's. Michael J. Dean's uh, social uh, dog tags ending in nine eight four two, and Arthur Asty's program, but you didn't want Art Asty to run it, and you said that there would be, there's only one Arthur that can run, can be uh, anything in Pittsburgh, and that was you. So you shipped them off by selling out Cherkin to Dr. Dre, and getting him to buy them, saying that he had lifetime deals for him out in California. Whereas Churkin went out and they had their last ride to the desert. You know, these are very terrible things that you've done to people. And I'm sure the Churkin family, uh, you know, definitely really wanted to know the truth about this, this situation. They probably had their suspicions. But I mean, you know, Art Rooney, you just keep, you know, digging and you just keep pushing and you just keep trying to get um Blood out, of a, blood out of a rock. I don't have anything else to give you. You extorted me for everything that I had. So, you know, everybody knows the extortion rule. 
you never extort the person that you're extorting to the point to where you don't have they don't have any more money to give you. You always let them keep getting money so you can extort them. But you went for a vicious campaign on me because you were hating the fact that, you know, I was a likable person and people, you know, would like me. So what you did was you went on a hate campaign with Hillary's Jim Crow and you taught everybody to hate me in your extortion because the simple fact is in your extortion, they had to be haters in order to be in it because they had to be white racists. That's the way Jim Crow does. So I was a victim of all that. And uh, you did all of this damage, like murdering my mother and, you know, uh, doing all these things to try to create all these negative things that you thought that would get me in deeper on doing something negative. And uh, as far as that, you know, I really can't stand your fucking guts because you murdered my mother. And as far as I'm concerned, I hope you never get out of that. And I hope that you've always you always be be tortured by that. You know, you guys should not be alive today with the people that you've offended. You've offended some very powerful people and you made some very bold moves on them, killing them and attempting to do so. And my mother is one of them because I will never forgive you. And I will always be around around that corner waiting for you to fuck you. So, you know, you have an enemy in me, Dr. Dre, Diddy, Jay-Z, Art Rooney, and all the people that were involved. My thing is, this is my city that I grew up in. I'm not from Pittsburgh. I'm from Pensacola, Florida. But I grew up in this city, and my stepfather, Charles Gray, worked at Jones and Laughlin Steel Mill for years and put a lot of taxes and everything in this town, in this city. And my mother, she worked in this city and put taxes in this city, too. And I worked in this city and put taxes in this, too, in this city, too. But you let a man from California come all the way from California, all the way over to Pennsylvania and take over Philly in Pittsburgh and tell you what to do with one of your own. And you did it because of extortionist hate reasons, because you didn't want to see me with the money in my black community doing anything good for the black people. So you employed Ed Gaines and the NAACP to take that away from me by going in the black community and turning the blacks against me for no reason and hating me. So I don't have anything here but hate from these people for no reason because you said so, Art Rooney. And you took out my attorney by taking out the firm that he worked for, Churkin. And just recently you tried to say there wasn't a Churkin firm firm when his family asked, told you that he worked their grand their grandfather worked for Churkin. And they said we don't have you said we don't have a uh, a Churkin law firm and we never did because you wanted to cover up the fact that you did what you did to Churkin and Art Asti.
but I found proof and I showed the family proof that Art Asty did work for Cherkin and Associates. They were in the Strip District on Fifth Avenue, the Lower Hill, just before you step into town. So you lied. So that means that you're covering up something because you had motive because the simple fact is what you're driving now was Art Asty and I's deal because I created that and Art Asty, he ran the legal side of it and I did my side of it, you know, musically. And um, we were working on making things legit and having it be better as we go. But you wanted to put it in extortion because you wanted to extort me and take over the operation with your Irish operation. You know, with your Irish, you, 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 Art was a Greek and he told me that he had a little Irish, just a little Irish in him. And I knew what he meant. He, he meant that a little of you, but he was really mainly Greek. And you were jealous of him because of his name being Arthur as well, but he was a more likable Arthur because I mean, he was just that kind of man. You know what I'm saying? He was the type of guy that people, you know, would like and they would take to. You know what I mean? But you were abrasive and pushy and overbearing and you expected things from people instead of, you know, doing things to gain people, gain people, gain people's respect. You, ne you never gained people's respect. You demanded it, but you didn't want to respect them back. See, Arthur Asty wasn't like that. He did things to gain people's respect and thus people liked him because he did it that way and he helped them. You said you were helping people, but you were helping yourself. You had self-motivation going on in your life and he had his agendas for self, but he helped people along the way as well. And that's the reason why he was a more likable Arthur than you were. And I, I, you know, I say for as much as people wearing all of that stiller stuff that's going around, if it's not game day, I wouldn't be. I used to wear it. I used to wear the parrot stillers and penguins and all that. But I stopped wearing it. And I was buying all of those products. I'm saying, well, I'm a walking billboard. You should be paying me. If it's not game day. And I got to walk around and wear your stuff. Yes, you should be paying me for advertisement. You know, the people in here got it all wrong. Loyalty to the team. That's bullcrap. What about the team having loyalty to the fan? The owner having loyalty to the fan. That's loyal to the team. It's only one sided with you, Arthur uh, um, Rooney. It's only one-sided. You are a one-sided man. That's the reason why you're not a popular man, because you're all about thyself. You're not about anybody else. And that's all I'm saying, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to keep it real. You're in there playing them games and trying to go on those hate campaigns. And uh, myself, you know, saying that Going through all of this and taking me and murdering my mother, you know, I'm going to always be around the corner to screw you. You know that. 
and every one of your enemies will be my friends and my family because I will make alliances with them so we can all get together and fuck you. Because you've fucked us over the years and done something tragic to us to make us have uh, things that uh, were, you know, depressing and bad in our life, you know, losing a loved one. You were always behind the Grammy shit like that, taking people's loved ones from them. You know, uh, I think of, uh, you know, Mark and his kids, his daughter and his and his grandkids. And I see him running around here with the black and yellow on. And I'm saying to myself, man, though, you know, black and yellow is the very ones that had something to do with your daughter and your grandkids not being here today. But you're in here trying to, you know, make it to whereas I'm, you know, out of storage and you're trying to stop me. But you're working for the enemy, man. You're working for the very same people that took your daughter and your grandkids away from you. Dr. Dre and Art Rooney's been two peas in the pod for 42 years, ever since I started doing this with this music. And those are the two biggest murderers ever, especially Dr. Dre. And I don't see why the government has him employed for anything. He should be arrested and locked up and shackled and put in Leavenworth for government crimes, you know, espionage, treason. I mean, that's about the high ranking this crime that you can get amongst, you know, um, racketeering and uh, organized crime. It seems like you do that every day like it's nothing. Espionage and treason is high ranking crimes and you're doing that like it's nothing. I don't see why you entertain the thought, but but it lets me know that you're just corrupt and you're just a filthy person too, like them. Because I'm still asking, like I said, and I'm I can't I can't figure it out <clears throat> because, like I said, my mentor and my attorney Arthur Asty was one of the high-ranking Illuminatis in their family. How come his death isn't avenged? How come no one in the Greek family is doing anything about that? And you all threw in with the very people that had something to do with his demise. And, so, and especially Churkin. Because in order for Asti to be Illuminati, I knew Churkin was Illuminati too. They had to have had some Italian descent or Greek ascent, you know, they had to have something. So by them being in that situation and being uh, aligned with him, it's it seems that they're, why haven't these people been avenged for their death and these so-called rappers being involved? Dr. Dre, Diddy, and uh, Jay-Z, Jay-Z gave the order, Diddy paid for the hit, and Dr. Dre did it. Everybody knew that back then. 
I mean, I, I kept a couple close eye because I was in my younger days of investigating and doing those things. And I always, you know, uh, kept myself to the grindstone on knowing things. But uh, the knowledge, you know, um, you know, Maricini, Dr. Maricini, uh, David Maricini was a close confidant of Arthur Asti. They were good friends. They were family. And uh, when um, our, my uh, mentor's demise, you know, pretty much happened, you know, uh, Dr. Marcini, he gave me a, uh, because he was, my, he was my chiropractor, he gave me a different story because he knew that I would be upset if he came out and told me the truth. But I knew anyway. I knew anyway. I just can't understand why if anybody needed to be avenged, Arthur Ashley needed to be avenged. And why are these people still walking around and breathing today? Because if he would have been avenged, my mother wouldn't be. To, if Dr. Dre's demise would have happened a long time ago, my mother would still be alive today. Because none of this would be happening and Art, Art Rooney wouldn't have control of anything to be able to kill my, have to kill my mother for anyway. It would have went in another direction with the UPMC. I'm just trying to say when you get into these organizations, who's there for you? If no one was there for Art Asti, I knew no, and, you know, any, you know, no one would be there for me because you know, I was inducted to the, into the Illuminati by him. Not the whole, whole organization, but uh, one thing I can know, one thing I can say is that um, whatever my mentor did as far as inducting me into the Illuminati, the Greeks knew about it. They knew about it because one day I was in Forest Hills a long time ago. It was way back then. And I went to stop into one of the uh, local little confectionery stores to put a couple of numbers in. And I was going in the door and I was, there was a, a Greek gentleman coming out. And I, 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 I didn't know he was Greek until he spoke because he had a strong Greek accent. So he said he stopped me when I was we were both in the, the doorways. He was in the doorway going out. I was in, in the doorway going in. And he said to me, he said, uh, you're Michael Dean. So I stopped and I heard the Greek accent. I didn't say anything. I just stopped and listened. And he said, uh, you're the one that doc, that that um, Arthur Asti um, brought into the Illuminati. And Jay-Z has your Illuminati certificate. And he's saying some things trying to make it seem like it's you. He said, but we know it's not you. We know that it is Jay-Z. And he said, don't you worry about Jay-Z. We'll take care of Jay-Z. And he walked off and he left. And I, and I walked in, I didn't say nothing else. He, you know, I, didn't say, I haven't seen the gentleman since. So... 
they didn't like the fact because he, he what he was trying to tell me is he didn't like the fact that Jay-Z was saying Luminati all the time in his music. He said, because, you know, because their organization was getting a bad rap because of him. That's the reason why their organization pretty much was, you know, um, I don't want to say faded out or canceled out, but they had to take it off the table as far as anybody being able to do anything with the uh, Illuminati, even down to the masonry. They had to stop that because that was their organization, too. You know, my uncle was the 33rd. And at the time. I was into I was into Illuminati. He used to tell me, won't you be like Jay-Z and be Illuminati? But they wanted me mocking Jay. And I was all I was the one who he, he had his, his certificate was mine. He stole it from me because Angela Morgan gave it to him when Arthur Asty gave it to her to give to me. She took it straight to Jay-Z because he said he wanted it. And that's when he came to Pittsburgh, changed his name to Michael Dean because Pudo, Pudo, Pudo allowed it. And um, they told Pudo at the Social Security office that in order for me to do this, you have to have somebody else that's more higher ranking than you to approve this because they knew what he was going to do. So Obama approved it because he was in office at the time. So Jay-Z took the Michael Dean and brokered it out to everybody saying that he can make them Illuminati's. He abused their certificate. He abused their certificate in mine. And he was making dummy certificates and saying that he was making, because Churkin thought they were Illuminati because Jay-Z said he could make them Illuminati. He was abusing the power that he didn't have. Spinning off from having my certificate of being Illuminati because Arthur Asty uh, knew that I needed some protection on this situation that was going down. And that was keeping me in the family because he knew that I, you know, had some talents that the Greek family uh, would be able to have at their advantage. And it would help me too, because I would be a part of a collective that, you know, he was hoping that would protect me, you know, when he wasn't around because he knew they had sold him out with Churkin to go to California and Arthur, he knew, and, uh, and he's not a he's not a he wasn't a stupid man. He knew that he was going to his demise. It was Art Rooney that encouraged them to buy out the Churkin firm because he wanted Arthur Asty out of Pittsburgh because there was only one Art he said that can run Pittsburgh, and he took our program that was ours and he's running it now and he perverted it. That this is our business. So that's why I'm trying to say, as far as the grandkids of Arthur Asty, um, this is your grandfather's business and mine that they took and abused. And Arthur Rooney, the Irishman, was the broker of all of their demise, including mine and my mother's, to try to keep it. So why are these people still living? I can't understand this in this type of situation. I'm not saying to do anything to these people, but this is a, this is an organization that I, that was known for, you know, um, correcting things like that when they do things to people in their organization. 
So why are these people still doing things to make the organization look bad to this very day? Why are they still in control? They should have been done a long time ago. And a lot of our family members would still be here. That's the question that I wonder. You know, because the organization, it showed that they accepted the extortionist deal with Dr. Dre instead of even up the score about what they did to one of their high-ranking members, Art Arthur Asti in the Illuminati. I respected Art because the fact that he respected me and he always had a scenario where he told you a story when he was trying to make his point. It wasn't a long-winded story, but he told you a little brief story about how he wanted to make his point and listen closely. And he told me he was going to keep my money going for me. He said, you just let me get my mo- get the money coming to me. And when I get the money coming to me, then I will send you your check. And he kept his word until Arthur um, Rooney got involved and Newman and all the rest of the Irish, you know, attorneys and people that were in Pittsburgh and stole the deal and got rid of Arthur Asty and Cherkin by sending him out to California with Dr. Dre's lifetime deal. That's just a farce. And these guys now are probably dust in the ground and the desert out there. They had a one-way ride. I wouldn't have went, you know, went, you know, kept, you know, brought this out, but Art Rooney keep pushing and he keeps trying to get blood from a rock from me. So I have to sound out the alarm to, you know, the um, Illuminati family like, um, here's your good Illuminati. I kept your organization good. It wasn't me that was saying all those things. That was Jay-Z. He wasn't even Illuminati. But he was ruining the organization that we were a part of. That's the reason why you had to pull it off the table as far as being something that was in the world and everybody knew about because every time something happened, you know what they said? When Kanye West's mother uh, fell to her demise having that operation that Dr. Dre murdered her on because they needed Kanye to flip and get into Dr. Dre's hands because Jay-Z had went and signed a lifetime deal. So he was trying to get everybody that he can to appease Dr. Dre so he can get out of the lifetime deal. But Dr. Dre was never going to let him out. He was just getting him to bring in more people. But he, Kanye, you know, he, the first time, the first thing they did was when his mother died on the operation table, 
I say murdered on the operation table. That first thing they said is Jay-Z got the Illuminati to kill his mother. Now, you know, that was a lie. Why would they kill his mom? Because he was using the Illuminati certificate that I had and showed everybody that he extorted the Illuminati uh, certificate off of me and he's using it and abusing the Illuminati power. So he said that the Illuminati, everybody in the, everybody was in there that was in the rap industry was saying that the Illuminati killed his mother. No, Dr. Dre killed his mother. And he said for everybody to say that because he extorted Jay-Z, so he extorted the certificate that Jay-Z had too. So he abused the power of the Illuminati too. You see, how could these people be rogue like this and still be living? I can't understand this. Now, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. I'm a part of this family and a part of uh, this faction. How come we're all suffering and this motherfucker got easy street in here? Every time something happened, they would say, Jay-Z got the Illuminati to do this. Jay-Z got the Illuminati to do that. That's the reason why the Illuminati got ruined. And then when uh, that show um, Empire started, you remember Empire with uh, Terrence Howard or whatever? Um, they wanted to start a, a Illuminati temple on there. They, you know, Jay-Z wanted to come in there and have Illuminati temple and start making up. So they tried to come through me and get me to agree to it back then. And it wasn't nothing against Empire. It was against Jay-Z using the Illuminati because I was about ready to bust him in the head with a fucking baseball bat. Because he was fucking my name up with the Illuminati and he was fucking up the Illuminati organization. Always tossing that in the hat all the time because he had stole my certificate. You know, Angela should have never gave it to him, but she did it for uh, extortionist leverage. When she told him she had it. Because back then she told me she was in love with Jay-Z. I don't know what that was all about. But the point I'm saying, uh, we all got caught up into that. And uh, it was a lot of scuttlebutt and a lot of things been shot around about Jay-Z had the Illuminati to do this. Jay-Z had the Illuminati. And I'm sure the Illuminati was upset about it because I was too. Because he was using my name as brokerage to do all that. And I did not like me being tossed in a hat like that and used and abused with these organizations that I was, a, a, you know, a part of and a family member of because of Arthur Asty inducted me in his own way because he knew I put in work with him and, um, uh, you know, I would have never crossed him. I would have died before I did that because after he pulled me into the organization, you know, I felt that I, you know, I was obligated at that point. You know, and um, when I seen and heard these things being said and they tried to take him out. And they, you know, took out Churkin and 
they were Illuminati. Um, it was just, it, it's just unbelievable that the Greeks would just allow this man to still be around all these years. Doing all this killing in the Illuminati name and then saying that they are Illuminati. And there were, they weren't no Illuminati. They wouldn't let no rappers in there. They're big mouths. You know, they're people that just brag and boast. Uh, me, I was different. I, 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 I didn't take those tactics. I wasn't about, uh, you know, being the type of person that um, had their approach. But like I said, you know, for Art Rooney to keep up all this trouble and do all that, why are these people still around today? Keeping up all this shit. And the Greeks are not doing anything about that. And they're not avenging Arthur Asti. I can't understand that. Besides the fact of this, I do understand it. It's about the numbers. It wasn't about the life of the high-ranking Illuminati member. It was about the numbers. So they took the extortion uh, promises that Jay-Z, Diddy, and Dr. Dre gave them. So they settled for that. But it wasn't their call. See, it was the Asti's family's call on what happened to these people. And the Greek families wasn't, it wasn't their call. They were supposed to avenge Arthur Asti before, because of the fact of he was Illuminati. And go to the family and ask them what do they want to do. That's the way the channels go. Or the family came to them and told them what they wanted to do. But, you know, the sons of Arthur Asti at the time fell to a demise because they all knew they had to take care of those sons because their sons, Arthur Asti's sons, they were some killing motherfuckers. And, you know, you know, they would, you know, they would have done something. So, you know, they had to do something to stop those sons. So, the younger, the kids were young at that time. But now they're grown now. And uh, his grandkids, Arthur Asti's grandkids. And uh, he was all, he would always tell me that, you know, my kids know, you know, to, you know, put something aside for you. And, um, you know, they'll give it to you at, at the, when the time, when the right time comes. Because he knew that he was extorting me. He knew that they were making money off of me, but he wanted to make sure that I got compensated. That's the reason why he was my attorney, helping me get my money. I got my money every week, my checks every week. That didn't include my checks. My checks were my, you know, uh, workman's comp and, um, you know, stuff like that and um, unemployment and all that. The point I'm saying is, you know, he he knew that they musically they were they were getting me on the extortion. So he said he always told his kids to put something aside for me. And I knew what he meant, you know, on the musical end. And when it's time, they'll give it to you. But. Things change, man, the, the sons end up getting killed. And. uh People, you know, go in different directions with things. And it, it, it disappointed me. I was upset about Arthur Esther's, 
Arthur asked the, uh, his demise in this situation with all the factions that happened in this city. The whole city turned on him just so they can get this operation that they don't want to lose now. It wasn't yours. That's the reason why I was. it was easy for me to pull the plug. It was mine and my mentors, Arthur Asty. You took something from us just like you took my mother's life. And I really, I think it's time for you to go, Art. You've done enough damage in this motherfucking world, man, to people. And I really don't care about really saying it because it's true. You're a horrible man. You're self-motivated. Look what you did to the blacks. They have to pay responsibility for their actions, of course, being foolish. But you didn't have to do them like that, man. You made them be white so they couldn't have no black and anything to be able to profit from and to fall back onto. Because right now, have you had, if they would have been able to put some investments into me over the years, right now, I would have had them right now on the black. You got the queens, the women to sell out their queenship and sell out who they were and the kings too. So the men cannot fall on being kings anymore and the women cannot fall on being queens until they get out of your hate plan with all that lily white shit you got going on. As long as they try to hold on to those valuables that you say that you have in there, they always got to be white to keep it. <clears throat> That's a heck of a sacrifice to me. I would say, man, you can keep that shit. I'm not going to give up my black just to keep that a car a house or whatever business, whatever you got. I got to be white to have that shit. Why can't I be who I am to have it? Because in, in Hillary's Jim Crow, they wanted to make their white stronger by having everybody that wasn't white be white because they knew their numbers on the white wasn't that great. That's those backwater Arkansans like, you know, those corn prone types. I'm not talking about the whites that's used to being in Europe and being on the Riviera and shit like that. You know, sophisticated white people. I'm talking about backwater motherfuckers. They always got backwater ideas and backwater ways to get it. You know, rednecks, you know, Grand Ole Opry motherfuckers. Don't want nobody in there. Charlie Pride, he he barely made it in there. And if he, the only way he made it in there, he was a token black. Because they love having a black trying to be them. He wasn't trying to be them. He was just trying to break break the color barrier and the uh, Grand Ole Opry because he liked the country music. Just like Step and Fetch It. Step and Fetch It didn't do it because, you know, he was trying to appease the white people. He did it because he wanted to break into movies. And that was his only way to break into it. So he broke ground for people like Denzel and Samuel to be into acting now. If it wasn't for Step and Fetch It, you wouldn't even have a job. Because if it was up to those whites, you wouldn't be in the motion picture industry. Step and Fetch it broke the, the, the race barrier and got in there, but he had to downplay himself as being uh, slow and stupid to be in there. And him and Buckwheat, Buckwheat broke broke the uh, ground and, and, and he had to buck his eyes and look real black and have his hair up in the fro nappy looking. 
They didn't want him in there looking a respectable looking black. And do you remember back in the day, the blacks had their own black motion and picture, motion and picture industry. And they made movies, but they didn't really get too far because the whites wouldn't accept it into their motion picture industry to push it. And they could only push it with the blacks. They had all black casts and everything. If it wasn't for those people, Samuel, you guys wouldn't even be in business today. Denzel and all of you, Holly Berry, all of you, you wouldn't have any black in anything. Angela Bassett, you wouldn't have no black in nothing if it wasn't for them. They broke the, the, the color barrier and broke ground getting into the motion picture industry. So you could work today. But until now, you do defeat the purpose by being extraordinaries in there instead of being actors and actresses. So you really fucked the civil rights up with the shit you're doing now. Because they did it for you to be able to have a voice in that. And be able to be heard and seen in acting. And now you don't have to buck your eyes and be buckwheat or be stepping fitting. Okay, boss, I'm going. I'm waiting for you to tell me what to do, bo. You don't have to do all of that shit. But you take it for granted and you hurt people like me and my mother because you're in there trying to appease the whites that they were trying to get you some civil rights on and, and you having the right to be able to be in there and act in those movies that you are being uh, people like uh, the Mighty Quinn. Um, that's your earlier days and Shaft and all that, Samuel and Pulp Fiction and everything like that. You wouldn't have been able to do shit like that if it wasn't for those people. Do you remember that? See, you forget, see, you people get highfalutin and you get your money that you're making from taking from other people and you forget where you came from and you forget who paved the way for you. You can talk a lot of shit in there and say a lot of shit about yourselves, but you're full of shit. You know, even you, when it comes down to it, Will Smith, you know, you guys, you know, in there, you know, uh, doing all of that acting and there you are, you haven't did a picture in a long time because they keep extorting you. And you said that you were supposed to get 20 million and you didn't. And I don't blame you for that, but see, that's the reason why they do it to you because they see you selling out your own people. See, let me tell you something. When they see that you're extorting people like me, when you go to work for them, they extort you. So what you had, they emulate what you do. You understand what I'm saying? They'll put the suggestion in your head to fuck your people and get the extortion from me because they know when they do that, when you come to them to do a movie, they're going to extort you. So if you lay down the law to them and tell them, I'm not going to extort that black man. I'm going to let him keep his money and I'm not going to do nothing about it. So when you go make a movie, they'll have to give you all your money. You see what I'm saying? They're not doing anything but emulating you. I've been trying to tell you that for years. Everything that you do negative towards your people, that's what they do towards you. So if you stand up and you tell them that you're not going to extort me and you're not going to do things to extort me, that means when you go to work for them, they can't extort you. They just emulate, well, you did it to Michael Dane, so we're doing it to you. Common sense, brother. They're way ahead of you on the, the slick game. You think you're slick, brothers. Samuel, uh, Denzel, 
Will, you think that you're slick in Hollywood, but you're not. The whites got you out slicked because they got you an extortion. And as long as they got you an extortion, they got you because they know that you're extorting one of your own that, you know, I had a big ticket with the music and you guys got used to running your organizations with it like the white people. You were emulating them instead of you having a moral stance and saying, we're not going to do that and boycotting all that shit. That way that you keep your morality, mor morality, and when you go to do business with them, they got to do you accordingly. They can't take from you. That's the reason why you got took, Will, because you were in here in Pittsburgh making movies, getting money on extortion off of me. So they said when it came to you getting paid, they'll extort you that off of that 20 million that you were supposed to get flat out. And you got mad. And you say, well, you won't work in Hollywood no more because you, they keep taking your money. Well, that's the reason why they know that you were going out making movies, taking money from me. Coming to Pittsburgh and everything. You know, Tom Hanks did it. You know, as far as the white side, doing Mr. Rogers. You know, I pay for all those uh, those movies. So you guys owe me. And that's the reason why I say, you know, to the syndicate families, look. They told you a lie and they sold you a fuck deal. But you can't recover because they fucked me and they all owe me. So help me collect this shit and we own all this shit. I just want my end of it. I mean, I got a lot more, but I'm willing to break bread. You don't have to extort me. Why? I'll do business with you and break bread with you. You help me. Of course, I'm going to pay you. I'm not like them. They're always trying to get out of paying people. That's the reason why they extort. These people, they owe their landlords because they used extortion all these years. So they, you know, the landlords, they, they practice extortion. So you really can't get mad. You played yourself, black people, because you didn't put no money into your black. Me, I had your black, man. I had your queen and your king because that's the reason why I did the uh, female impersonists so I can hold down the women. The Flip Wilson type thing, the Geraldine type thing. But you didn't get my flow. You were too busy filling yourself. I had you covered. But you didn't have me. And that's all I'm saying. You were selfish because you, you hang around the whites and that's the way they teach you to be. They teach you to be selfish because they want to, you know why? Because they want you to take your own so they can take you in the end. Let's see how he does Michael Dean. Let's see how Samuel does it. Uh, Samuel's extorting it so we can extort Samuel. Let's see what Denzel's doing. Oh, he's extorting him too so we can extort Denzel. So if you guys stop extorting me, that means when you go to make those movies for $20 million, you'll get all of your $20 million. See, that's how you got fucked, brothers. And on that note, I'll give you some spiritual wall and some enlightenment. And I'll say to you, man, you know, um, stand for something and quit falling for everything, brothers and sisters, because you played yourself on this. You didn't put no money on the black, so you don't have nothing to fall back onto. You don't have a pillow or a cushion right now. Next time, put some money on the black, brother. It was my money anyway.